The Interchange is brought to you by Schneider Electric. Did you know that Schneider has built more microgrids in the U.S. than anyone else? These self-contained electrical networks allow you to generate your own electricity on-site and use it when you need it most. Keep your power on during a grid outage, store electricity, and sell it back during peak times. Integrate with renewables like wind and solar. With a microgrid, you get energy control on your own terms. See what's possible at www.se.com slash us slash microgrid or follow the link in the show notes. The Interchange is brought to you by Bloom Energy. Bloom Energy is transforming the way businesses and communities take charge of their energy supply through resilient, predictable, and zero-carbon solutions. Bloom's on-site energy platform provides unparalleled control for those looking to secure clean, reliable 24-7 power that scales to meet critical business needs. Bloom's platform eliminates outage and price risk while accelerating us toward a zero-carbon future. Visit bloomenergy.com slash theenergygang to take charge today. This is The Interchange. I'm Shail Khan. I'm a partner at the venture capital firm Energy Impact Partners. Welcome. So, an announcement. Longtime listeners of this show will know that it has already had multiple lives. We started The Interchange something like seven years ago, back when I was leading GTM Research and a team of analysts forecasting the future of clean energy and the energy transition. We at GTM were a venture capital-backed startup, though the world knew us a bit more at that time as a trusted source of market insight and sometimes market snark, courtesy of Eric Wessoff, on the evolving worlds of things like solar and batteries and smart grid technologies back when that was a thing. Anyway, long story short, we were acquired by Wood McKenzie in 2016. And I left the company about a year after the acquisition and soon joined Energy Impact Partners, where I work now, uh, and where I sit on the investing side, looking for revolutionary climate technologies with incredible founders to partner with. But despite fleeing the GTM and then the Woodmac Nest, I kept doing this show because, well, I love it. But no more. The time has finally come to hand the show over to its owner, Wood McKenzie, so I'm sorry to say this is my last episode of The Interchange, but it's not the last you'll ever hear from me. If you're so inclined and you want to hear what's next for me, follow me on social media. I'm at Shale Khan on Twitter. But in the meantime, I want to bring in the new host of the next version of The Interchange, Interchange Recharged, David Miller from Woodmac. David, welcome. Hi, Shale. Thank you. Uh, well, it is good to have you here and do the formal handoff. Um, First, I guess for our audience, uh, you know, tell me a bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, I am the global head of strategic banking at Wood McKenzie. I'm responsible for the team that covers all the bulge bracket investment banks from a from a global standpoint. So all the international regions that the investment banks operate in, uh, I have I have teams that uh, that cover them from a Woodmac standpoint. Prior to Woodmac, I've been to Woodmac for about four years now, and prior to that, I spent 17 years in investment banking, mainly in the oil and gas upstream and midstream space, but also covered oil field services, refining and marketing, and also um, power and utilities uh, at times. So really kind of across the entire commodity spectrum, if you will. I spent time at Bank of America, at, at KeyBank, and then prior to Wood McKenzie, I was at Macquarie. And so you're obviously coming to the interchange uh, from a, a pretty different sort of historical perspective for me, right? Like I've spent my whole career uh, focused on climate tech and the energy transition tech uh, and then, the, you know, the past 
three and a half years from a venture capital perspective. You're coming from a banking perspective and banking in traditional energy. So, you know, how do you see this universe of the energy transition and climate tech from the perch where you sit and from your client's perspective? Absolutely. I see it merging. It's really all becoming one, to be honest. If you look at how the investment banks are operating at this point, there is a, a joining of your traditional power and utilities teams with the oil and gas teams because energy transition is something that impacts everyone, uh, w- w- regardless of the vertical that they operate in. And it's such a important part of, of the environment, of business, of banking going forward. And I think the banks are recognizing that, that it's, it's all being come joined into one, right? And everybody's focused on it. It's important to everybody. The bank's clients, it's important to them. And everybody's trying to get to a different position. And everybody's trying to figure out how to navigate the landscape that is energy transition. And they're trying to do it together. And we're all, like I said, in this, in this boat together and learning it all at once. And so here you are taking over an energy transition and climate tech podcast. What's your what's your vision for it? What do you want to do? What are the conversations you want to have? Yeah, I'd like to, just on that earlier theme, I'd like to focus on the technology. Uh, where are people putting their heads together and developing uh, the type of ingenuity that can drive this forward? Uh, I would also like to look at it broad-based, right? Because I think what the energy transition is, is, is it's is it's not just a word. It, it's a it's a movement, but it's an important movement. But I think that there are a lot of obstacles and, and landmines that are in that. And I think it's because it's so broad based that sometimes the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And what I want to do is bring in here's what the right hand is doing, but they're doing it in a way to manage what the left hand is doing because it's it's you've got supply chain issues. Uh, the supply, supply demand balance is going to be critical in the energy transition. And you can't solve one side of the equation without factoring in the other side. So the example that I brought up earlier about energy, energy storage being so critical is that there's also the metals component and metals of mining that the supply isn't there to meet the Paris uh, accords. It just isn't. And I think gas is going to be an increasingly important part of the energy transition. So you have to factor all those in together. So what I'd like to do is learn more about the technology underlining the, the transition, but how that technology can navigate the difficult landscape that is the energy transition with all those different factors at play. Like I said, the supply chain with, with the metals components, gas, uh, oil, the, the, on coal, all the regulations that come down, because I think it takes not only the consumers, but the investors and the governments all acting together to really make this a success. And with the bold initiatives that have been put in place, the targets that everybody's trying to reach, uh, there's a growing consensus, consensus that those are really unachievable at this time. But it doesn't mean you just abandon it, right? I think everybody now is focused on, okay, even if they are unachievable, how close can we get? And I think what you're going to find is that the companies that are able to emerge and getting closer are the ones that are going to come out the winners. I mean, you've seen it in the equity valuations. You've seen it in, in access to the debt capital markets. Those that have a focus and a story around energy transition are performing better in the capital markets than those that don't. That's interesting. You're saying that um, the the majors that have a credible story that they are telling the public markets about how they're approaching the energy transition are the ones who are being more aggressive in transitioning their own businesses are being rewarded in the public markets for doing so? 
Yeah. If you look at where valuations are, I mean, you can take companies that are your traditional upstream energy companies, but the more they factor in a direction of energy transition, uh, whether they're presenting themselves as more of a, a downstream company or focused on the energy transition, they're getting the benefit for it. You're seeing it in the multiples that they're being valued in the, in the capital markets. And so I think that that, that shows that the investors are very interested in that. There's, there's also the public sentiment around these companies, right? That is, that is very important. And so I think we've, we've crossed that one threshold, if you will, to get the investor buy-in for the flow of capital that's going to be needed for the technology development, for the infrastructure build out. We're starting to pass that hurdle. And that's where, you know, it takes everybody coming in because it, one piece can only go so far. Again, you're going to need the government incentives. You're going to need the consumers to really want that clean energy. And you're also going to need the investors to help fund it. And you can't do, you can't do the whole thing with just one of those pieces. All right. Well, um, clearly going to be a new angle on the energy transition, which I think will be uh, welcome after seven years of everybody having to listen to my voice. So I wish you the best and I will be listening. Thanks, Shell. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. David Banmiller is the global head of strategic banking at Wood Mackenzie.